0: Hey everyone. Apologies for the delay in episodes. I actually recorded this one 13th of the 11th, so just over a week ago. I had uh, Gwyneth and George come in, and uh, Gwyneth's come on before. She she discussed Lolita cosplay and talked a bit about gaming and things like that, uh, maybe two years ago. I had them both come in and we discussed the occult, their involvement in the occult, magic, and things like that. Yeah, I'm still halfway editing through the second part, so there might be a bit of a delay on the second part coming out. But yeah, the first one's there, and it's specifically about the occult spells and um, philosophy and things like that. And the second part goes into things like time travel, um, a bit on mental health, and yeah, I can't remember. Big thank you to to both George and, and Gwen for coming in. It was um yeah a lot of fun. Anyway, enjoy.
1: There are improvement works ahead, so this train will terminate at the next station. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, so
2: sick. Hey, hey, that's me. i How about that? Are you a Muslim? I'm <laughs> <laughs>
0: He should have been slapped as a child. He's a spoiled little Greek rat who's probably been treated like a prince. I,
1: I'm not a girl, I I get have done. Done. Hello. Hello there. Hello, governor. Why? <laughs>
2: I used to do voiceovers. Um, really? Yeah. For who? For what? So, um, or? Uh, we've got this group of friends. They're part of our sort of fashion community. But, yeah. um,
1: they were leaders for yeah, a while
2: But they work for like a bunch of different groups as well Yeah, And so I helped them out doing some voiceovers for like a cooking show once um, It was like a stuffed alpaca But I was putting on this sort of like Antonio Bandera style voice Like what? Do it, uh, hear it. <clears throat> Senor
1: Al-
2: Oh, today we are going to be cooking <clears throat> Grab the ramekins Where's the butter?
0: Do you know What that sounds yeah. like, that sounds like Fernando's house of wisdom. Uh, yes. what What's it called? What's <clears throat> yeah, the name yeah. of the fucking thing? Um,
2: welcome, a sunny day in Vice City. Yeah, yeah. it is today your host, Fernando. Fernando, yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> is, that's exactly what I based him off.
0: Uh. <laughs> wait, 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 It was called <clears throat> Fernando GTA. I, I just yeah, want the Fernando name, Fernando GTA. I think it was like GTA. Uh, what was the name of the actual show that he had? He had like a because he was on the first one and he was selling
2: yeah, it's like lonely hearts with fernando.
0: <laughs> and I love how they finally clue up on him and it's like where you from? Are am Latin? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not he, he wasn't even <laughs> You're not even Latino, man. Yeah. That's cool that I could actually spot straight away like the influence of that fucking voice. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Straight yeah. away. It was so straight iconic. away
2: and like that character was actually a big a big hit in Latin America. Really, they loved it.
0: Yeah, it was a piss take on Latin America. Yeah, I know,
2: but I mean, the character that I did.
0: Oh, not, not okay. Fernando. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Where did? You, where was it circulated? Like they. Uh, it show? was on YouTube,
2: and then after that, they did a few things for Madman Entertainment. Oh. So I got to do an ad as Master Roshi, you know, from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> which was kind of fun.
0: But yeah, I uh, think. They- the most obscure voiceover I've ever been asked to do was the David Attenborough impression.
2: Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah. I, uh, and that's when I, I I lost... I did the spot and then they thought that getting like an 85-year-old man in to do the spot instead of me would be better. Oh, my God. So, I'm like, okay. And then I was at the studio. Yeah. And while I'm outside... And like, you do the clean spot and we'll get the old man to do the old man spot. Yeah. And yeah. after like 15 minutes, they're like, do you want to come in? <laughs> like, why? Do you ever go with the old man? I'm like, okay. Oh, so, oh my God. Why? Uh, yeah. My bad David Attenborough was more believable than the 85-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was insane. Oh, that's hilarious. That's a voiceover, is man. That's yeah, what I love about it. Exactly. character you know I mean? into yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. It
1: doesn't matter if you actually sound like an old guy if you have no charisma. Like, if you're an mm-hmm. old guy that has absolutely no charisma, it's just going to be like... Oh, this is, uh, that's <laughs> oh, a bird. Oh. <laughs> and
0: I've, dude, I'll, I'll be honest, for, for like <laughs> a month, voice. for a fucking month, I've been saying amen to myself. Over oh, my because rigging.
1: of that video that I did? Yeah, yeah, the high hair. <laughs> the higher the hair, the closer to God, amen. <laughs> Isn't
0: that a good thing that they say? Yes,
1: the really? higher the hair, the closer to God.
0: You didn't grow up around people like that, did you?
1: No, I, uh, my... I, I, my grandparents are from Minnesota. So they're like, they're basically honorary Canadians. Yeah, Like they're not, you know, but, um, I did have, I, I still, I feel like I still grew up absorbing a lot of that just from like TV and stuff like that. And my grandma was also very into Fox news and just, <laughs> just old red. American people stuff. Say,
0: that's just red state. Yeah. Art. Yeah. Hang on. I think we talked about, I think I asked you this the last time you were here, which was like, fuck man. There was the old studios. That would have been like, Pre-co- was it pre COVID?
1: It was just pre COVID.
0: Was it? Yeah, it was yeah, like, I think or so. It was, it was, no, it
1: was just, a, I think, like, no, it was at the start of COVID, but then it, we were kind of going in and out of lockdowns and it wasn't like. So it was
0: 2020, so it was yeah. over two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I asked you where you grew up or when you came here.
1: Yeah. Which I, one was it? I was born in Australia. Yeah. Um, and my grandparents came here in the 70s and then my mum had me quite young. Um, yeah, because your like, accent just
0: goes in and out. Yeah. That's what we were talking about.
1: So I, Yeah. And so I lived with my grandparents until I was 16.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that's why it was so- Yeah.
1: So I've got a bit of American in my voice, yeah. but like, it's weird. I've tried to do like an all Australian accent and I can, but like, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like me. And if I yeah. remove the Australian from my accent, I just sound too American. Like, this is my voice kind of thing like when I try I tried to do like a full Australian accent for a while and it just kept bugging George out he's like I don't, I don't yeah so- it you sound I, I, I
0: can't look at him and call him George now. I have to call him Fernando like <laughs> it's the only you way <laughs> just because I can hear House yeah. of of love yeah no I
1: um
2: where were you born man were you born here I was born in El Salvador so you were born in El Salvador uh, yes I was okay uh, but I came here in 89 when I was one so pretty much just like I've all I've known is here
0: so, yeah. yeah, was that a move because of the war? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every exactly. El Salvadorian <laughs> I know moved in like eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. Yeah, and it was just well, because, because of this that.
2: is just too far out of their range. No one would actually think about it unless there was a war going on.
0: Yeah, hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's it's, <laughs> it's weird. Every Salvadorian I know literally moved for that reason and that reason alone. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah, yeah exactly. you go back. I've been back once
2: or oh, oh, twice. Once when I was a child, and then once in two thousand and nine, right yeah. when the gangs were like crazy yeah, yeah. Got and yeah oh, yeah really yeah yeah it was but brutal wait. um there's this um city called chalchwapa it's right by like a mayan pyramid and stuff but like it's sore it's kind of rural it's very like like the town in the movie coco sort of thing you know like cobble streets colorful houses and
0: stuff yeah i'm picturing um Wildlands did that for me, man. They took – was it was it Bolivia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wildlands was Bolivia, but there was pretty, so many different landscapes. It's all like they took inspiration from everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, so when I was there, like, there was a lot of, like, 18th Street gangs operating there, and it was like – oh, everyone was on edge and stuff. You couldn't really be out at night, you know. Yeah. And, like, at night, you would actually hear – Gunshots everywhere because they would have like open war against the police.
0: Oh no, yeah, there's no, oh, yeah, it was, nothing secretive. Like you literally see drive-bys.
2: Oh yeah, 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 to- totally. And like every morning you'd you'd hear the news from the locals. They're like, oh, don't go down this street. There's like a murder. There's a body there on the ground. That's and it was it was lovely. crazy. Yeah,
0: you never went, did you? Go no. No, it's I'd much, like yeah, it's it's much like, nicer
1: now. It's super nice now. And mm. I'd like to visit, like, I'd like to meet some of your family, like your grandparents and mm. stuff.
0: Yeah. I'll be honest, man. There's one El Salvadorian dude that I used to work with and um, he was telling me his story and I said to him, have you been back? He came here when he was like 20 and he's in his late 40s, early 50s now. Oh uh, yeah. And I'm like, you haven't been back? He's like, nah, what for? Yeah, I don't know. Go see <laughs> like, Wait, What do you think? Go back and get shot? Yeah, you're mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's his first thing. You said there's no chance of him going back ever. Exactly. It's Unless like, it's
1: like yeah, mm. improves. <laughs>
0: yeah, but um, I mean, the, their
2: latest president has cleaned out heaps. Like actually doing yeah. his job. Yeah, yeah. He's um, oh, I forgot. He, I think he's Arab, and he's the president of El Salvador. And the president of El
0: Salvador is Arabic. Yeah, I think so. Like Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah,
2: he is. And he's okay, to look this he's, up. <laughs> he's great. He's like I'm sorry, but
0: I find he's that really weird. Changed yeah. the
2: infrastructure. He's like he's started getting all the guys in prisons to start building roads and upgrading things and like he's even invested in Bitcoin. So El Salvador's they officially accept Bitcoin as legal tender. Anywhere? <laughs> anywhere in El Salvador. Jesus. Um, That's pretty progressive for El Salvador, man. He's hey, upgrading them. It is. They've 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 really <laughs> upgraded. Too bad Bitcoin's dropping, but, mm. I mean, it's, it's great that they actually got some kind of
0: help. You're right, dude. He was born in El Salvador. Yeah. Um, he's a couple of years older than me, and, yeah, his parents were Palestinians yeah. from Jerusalem, but he was born there. His grandfather was Greek Orthodox.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the... He, yeah, it's it's really good that they got an outside perspective in yeah. there because before then, the last time I was there, they were run by the group that won the civil war, <laughs> the guerrillas, you know, and they're, yeah,
0: they're all Zacarias running the streets.
2: Exactly, no worries, yeah, we'll take yeah, over. Legit, and he got he actually pushed them all out and stuff, got rid mm. of all government benefits to you know corrupt people and families yeah, and actually stuff.
0: actually cleaning shit up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
1: it's
2: nice. So now their coffee trade is like thriving, and I think it's probably worth going. My yeah. parents are there right now. Yeah, yeah, they're loving it.
1: I hear the resorts are like super nice. I just oh, want to yeah. go vibe at an El Salvadorian resort.
0: Totally, totally. South America, like, mm. you know what I mean? The climate's mm. just the climate. You can't. Yeah, people, it it always staggers me because you see some of the like the landscapes of like the whole of South America and Central America. And it's like. Beautiful lagoons and forests and oh, rainforests totally. and yeah, you look at Bolivia and it's literally like mountainscape deserts, then rainforests, yep. then like, like, yeah, like exactly. It's such an ecosystem <clears throat> like across the board. Yeah, and those those countries
2: are all tiny too. You can yeah. cross them in two hours and see like completely different landscapes. On a fucking
0: motorbike. You yeah. know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah, legit. left to right and see four different countries, totally different landscapes. Oh, totally, totally. It boggles my mind. Also like trips me out how you've got like Brazil. And it's rainforests and shit, and the uh, the natural inhabitants are still there that are slowly getting pushed out.
2: Yeah, mm. that's that's kind of sad. Um, yeah. With COVID, like some of them, because they want to push them out because they want the land logging. Yeah, but they actually like purposely infected them. Really, with COVID, and because they don't have the defenses, they were forced to leave the jungle
1: so they could get help yeah. or die.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but with no um, natural immune antibodies yeah, it's fucking bullshit yeah, exactly. You're fucked, either way it's kind of rough
1: weaponized COVID. Of rough.
0: um how many what are the populations i don't even remember they were down like to almost nothing oh yeah there's there's
2: not many i think there's maybe like two or three tribes left
0: i think like, untouched civilizations like that really fascinate me especially like through papua new guinea and then like back into um parts of like the islands of india and like yeah totally back out yeah it's intriguing it the, is the, yeah it is you know what i mean like how long has, like, Western civilization existed? Like, however many years, you know mm. what I mean? And this is as good as we've come, yeah. but then these people have <clears throat> lived remote, oh, yeah. off-the-grid lives. Yeah, totally. Where it's like, I meet mean, people all the time, they're like, oh, I wish I could just go off the grid. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. TikTok does not work off the grid, Yeah, you still want to upload. Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: if you could kind of go partially off the grid, but then you still have internet so you can make a ton of money online... Like, you know, just go live out in a forest and do porn. Do forest porn. Make a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> forest? I don't know. Forest porn? You like, you'd be like, subscribe to my OnlyFans. Today I'm going to be fondling mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, you just pick, just
2: pick mushrooms.
0: Yeah, Actually, yeah
1: you just have, like, a, on. an OnlyFans where you're, like, naked and the first, foraging in the you're forest. You're the first uh, woman
0: <laughs> we've had in here in a while. You can answer a question from our last episode. Yeah. Farts in a jar, right? Yes. Yeah, what? have you seen them? Like women.
1: Oh, women cap- selling farts in a jar. Yeah, That's like a thing. selling bathwater yeah. and selling used underwear. That's a thing. I you don't think s- it's as much of a thing as people make it into. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of buyers, but I feel like a lot of people, are like, yeah, I'll just try and sell my farts in a jar, and it doesn't work out because no, no one wants because- your farts, Becky. You have
2: <laughs> yeah, to try. It's like <laughs> you have to put
1: value on your farts. She, yeah, you got to be those able farts. to
0: market it right. Yeah. The question is, <laughs> are there women buying farts in a jar of men? No, there aren't. No, hundred percent. Like,
1: I mean, I'm sure there are some women that would, but like, I just feel like there'd be significantly less. I feel like I think there are women that would buy farts in a jar from other women.
2: Fernando is now selling farts in a jar, flagulence in a can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, true. true. That's true. Some big sweaty but, wannabe Latino just capturing farts. Yeah.
1: I think it's. I think it's kind of like a thing where. Eh, Yeah, I think it's less of a gendered thing and more of... I mean, it is gendered, but it's more like the way you're raised and the way you're kind of raised to... I feel like a lot of dudes might be like they don't want to be creepy right they don't want to be seen as creeps and stuff so they keep certain things that they're into like secret and then some of that shit grows and then they're like oh yeah i want farts in a jar
0: yeah but you know you whereas, know what like, man i've said this before i feel right? like i've said that weird i think i might have said it on, on a podcast by myself i can't remember but you look at like any influencer or model wannabe model or whatever on in on say instagram right you look at the comments and if you're like the regular dude, just like you know scrolling it's like oh yeah she's hot that's nice whatever but then you look at some of the comments and there's these dudes saying totally creepy shit, right? Oh, yeah. Totally creepy shit. Like, shit, it's like, who are you? Yeah. But they've got their full face, full name, yeah. full profile open. It's yeah, like yeah. if you've got a deviant account that you say mm. deviate shit, fair enough. You're living this creepy alternative lifestyle under the guise of the internet. Mm. But this is like, dude, I can see your grandchildren in your fucking profile. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I – Does think that make sense? It, yeah, no, I yeah. know what you mean. I see that happen all the time and I'm like, but, what the fuck? Like, dude, I keep, like there's dudes that will comment on like some girl's like profile picture and you can literally see like the dude's wife with him in his profile. That's what I mean. And you're like, you're so disrespectful, man. Your wife can see that So shit. My, question <laughs> is,
0: my question is if – let's assume you've got a typically contrasting account to me, right? Like mm. your, the accounts you follow would be the, on the other spectrum. Would, are women the same?
1: I think they can be, but it's in different ways. Like, I mean, women will probably tend to follow, like, a male celebrity and post on his stuff like, oh my god, Tom Hiddleston, I love you, I want to fuck you, like, you know, and shit, But they don't think it's as creepy and as weird because it's like a celebrity and women don't, they don't, I think there's some women that don't realise they're being creepy because They're like, well, I'm a woman. It's not like I can hurt you. And, you know, like there's not that.
0: Yeah, see, I called out. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So they don't
1: realize that they're coming off as like creepy as what a guy would be because they don't think they're threatening.
0: Yeah. You know? I called them out. I called out, I remember years ago.
1: But I think it happens. It's just on different There was an article
0: going around like on Insta about somewhere in the States. There was a a teacher that had, you know, done inappropriate shit with like, uh, you know, school children or something or underage Mm. teens that he's teaching. So he was getting charged as a sex offender and all that. And all these people we were like, oh, I totally want to be in his class, la, la, And I remember just commenting underneath like, congratulations, you're, you've are you just uh, you've just propositioned a, a, ch- a sex offender and a, yeah, a yeah. pedestress. It's like, you idiot.
1: Yeah. I remember no. that comment
0: got like a million likes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, fuck off, man. Like, how's that any different?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I guess I'd get really bothered by those things where it'd be like acting like a 14 year old boy can't be like molested or raped by a teacher just because she's like a hot
0: yeah, no, I, I, no, I totally not. lose like, it And he shit. might,
1: And he might, at that age, be like, oh, this is great. He might, you know, like, he, 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 I'm not saying that, like, he's, he, he, he might not have the, he doesn't have the ability to consent. And he might you he know, like, this is my sexy teacher or he whatever. The and then in your consent. 20s, you're going to be like, actually, I was really taken advantage, advantage of and that fucked with me.
0: I brought that up ages ago. And I'd said the same thing. And I said, end of the day, if that was my son, I wouldn't want him going to school I wouldn't be like, oh, high five,
1: mate. You fucked your yeah. teacher. I'd be like, well, why is she... She's supposed to be teaching you and she's taking advantage of you. Yeah, exactly. Learn. No, it's not cool.
0: Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough <Yeah>. about pedestry. <laughs> no, I love no. how I just asked the question, Do women would women ever buy farts in a jar? We got the pedestry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> do, but
1: in general, I do think some women might. I know some women who might, but... Like, generally, I don't, I don't think as many. And no.
0: Because I had three dudes in here, we were like, oh, do women do it? Well, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm just asking because <laughs> you're in front of me. I know you'd answer on yeah. yeah. Anywho. Okay. So, I called you down because you clicked up a really – you clicked up a topic that I've read a bit about. Yeah. But it's not something that's openly discussed. Yeah. And probably in Melbourne, the scene itself would seem like it's a lot smaller or non existent to the mainstream.
2: Yeah, yeah. Whereas I know
0: it's there, I just I've never had inroads into it. It's there and it's it's
2: large and it's international.
0: That it's I know. It's very yeah. spread out. So I think
2: in twenty twenty there was a really large convention here called um As Above. Okay. As Above So Below. And they just held this massive rave in the city. And like everyone there is just like academic you know, ceremonial magicians and stuff. You know, so
0: yeah, that's a, they've got a real party crowd. There's um. Okay, I need you to separate <clears throat> that. Like you just called it. Yeah. You called them magicians, yeah? Magicians. Um, not
1: in the not in the magic. Not, not the David Copperfield sense,
0: yeah. like no, natural in the mind magic, freak.
2: Yeah?
1: <laughs> mind offense. Freak. Freak. Yeah. No.
2: No. We're
0: um, talking about um, natural magic now. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, makes sense. Take it as a whole, right? Okay. As a your, whole. Your your definition of like what we're talking about. Yeah. Like if you could break it down into what it actually involves, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright. So um this it's a massive, it's a massive topic. It, it's I know. actually so difficult. Like, to I wrote a, b- I started like
0: just brainstorming some shit. I'm like, hang on, man, I've got to ask about this. Then I've got to but then you go into this. Yeah, yeah. It's like Yeah, exactly. I tried explaining it to a exactly. few people. So and um it's-
1: I think the most simple way you could define it is doing a series of things with an intent to achieve a goal.
2: That's exa- exactly, that's, that is like, yeah, but it's,
1: it's like fo- you can focus your energy into something and yeah. it's about, but it, the whole thing is about intent. And like, I feel like you can build on that a lot better. Than yeah. I yeah.
2: Okay. So it's like, like as fuck. um, <laughs> like the same way that there's religion, um, this is more, it's based on philosophy and understanding, spirituality. yeah, spirituality. But then, instead of being passive, the way religion is, where you rely on, like, I a, pray
1: to God that everything div- turns out okay, yeah,
2: like some kind of like <laughs> aspect or divine creature or something to, like, a higher power, help you,
0: yeah, higher power, a higher power do some, deity to orchestrate, put yeah, things in place for to you, to do something
2: for you. Instead, you are the one taking on the agency to make these things happen. Okay.
0: You know? It's sort of, yeah, because I tried explaining this to someone and a few people. Yeah. They said, you know, you're doing any podcasts. I said, actually, I'm waiting on, on some heads to come down. We're going to discuss the occult and shit like that. Like, yeah. What do you mean? Is that just Satanism shit? I'm like, no. I mean, <laughs> no. Um, well, like, Satanism
2: is a really interesting... Um, headway into that because I don't know if you've ever read the Satanic Bible.
0: Nah, not all of it. Sorry. I've read excerpts, excerpts of it like yeah. years ago. so
2: Anton LaVey in the 60s released that book and that book is actually um, I would call it really good modern philosophy. It's more and about
1: living for yourself.
2: That's all it is. It's it's a philosophy on life. The way he saw, saw things and where, you know. You realise
0: the people that were asking me these questions are Mm. Uh, convention, not Conventionally, uh, fashionably religious people that have no idea. I of think yeah think people exactly. get caught
1: up on the name Satanism, but they, there's there's theistic Satanism, which is more like believing in an actual devil, like the like you know yeah. the Christianity devil, and yeah. being like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice a goat for you, ha ha, yeah, I'm evil, and I think that's bullshit. Do so Greek sacrifice uh, goats every Easter, yeah. and, and then yeah. there's yeah. Leve yeah. Satanism, which is more of a set of ideals. Yeah,
2: it's like a, the '60s hip philosophy, you know, it's, it's, it's really just common knowledge, you know, it's, it's the way we all live right now. Basically the
1: general vibe is like, live for yourself, fuck off anyone who treats you like shit.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like, that's probably like the best sort of like leeway into understanding Mm. the occult where there's, there's low magic, which is spells making stuff happen like little things and your interactions with the world around you. And then there's high magic, which is your understanding of where you stand in the universe and how it all works. Anton LaVey's thing is really a good sort of diving in point to that world. So then start at the beginning.
0: That's at the, the beginning. All right. Okay. Yeah.
2: So um, ancient times. <laughs> I was going to be like, an
1: amoeba crawled up onto the <laughs>
2: sand. And. <laughs> yeah Yeah. um so at the beginning i guess like the easiest way to go is different ancient philosophies pre-christian pre-islamic you can go like there's heaps of different cultures that believed in heaps of different things and a lot of them sort of like they relate to each other really well and it's kind of strange right you know, you've as got, in
0: you're finding a sim, uh, symmetries within them like common
2: Yeah, there's like similar practices, similar yeah. ideals
1: that they'll practice at the same time of year, same kind of traditions, but yeah. they never really interacted.
0: Oh, exactly. So you like know. as in you're talking about cultures that set up specific uh, belief principles independent of them each other yes. but just happen to align. Exactly. Yep. So okay, like cool.
2: you've got your Christmas is that time of year that so many different cultures celebrate different things but so it's, it's saturnalia saturnalia exactly so it's
1: this christmas is traditionally the celebration of saturn
2: yeah yeah exactly and so many different cultures like the mayans celebrated it because they had their temples where they could track the movement of the stars and just so many the like the oh, babylonians and stuff then you've you've got different traditions that have trickled down into different cultures from there. So like the Babylonians I'd say were almost the inventors of like proper astrology as we know it today. And so many other cultures were doing the same thing. So they've got the same understanding of what effects the planets have. And so that's kind of informs your view of your place in the universe and And stuff, and you use that in as a magician, or you know,
1: it's definitely one of those things that's really hard to relay (laughs) in a a podcast (laughs) format because it just takes a lot of research.
2: Yeah, it does, and we've got thousands of years of different people trying to put that down on paper, and yeah, so we've got grimoires, uh, we've got like the ancient Greek magical papyri that have only sort of recently been translated. Um. And, you know, we've got so many things. Like, we're still discovering, like, um, Egyptian tombs and stuff.
0: And yeah, they just found something that, that may lead to Cleopatra's uh, last uh, Yeah,
2: place. that's right, yeah. Yeah. That, um, sort of, that tunnel Yeah. That and then there was discovered. that other thing
0: they said, uh, was it in Tuts? I can't remember, but they found, like, a wall, and they found a secret cavern behind the wall, and it was like, do we destroy these hieroglyphics that are thousands of years old to get to this yeah, potentially yeah. secret... Tomb,
2: yeah, and then they found the Saqqara tomb um, earlier. Yeah, uh, what
0: do you reckon? 2020? What do you guys reckon in regards to that? Like, say you've got ancient hieroglyphics that you can't salvage in order to get through it, but there may be further secrets hidden behind. Do you break the hieroglyphics or do you just leave it intact? Ah, uh...
1: I mean, sometimes I feel like things are put in a place for a reason, and like I don't always like the idea of disturbing stuff that was a put away t- to not be uncovered. It's yeah. so it's like, it, it, it's for a reason, <laughs> you know, like they don't want it to be unearthed True, and you're unearthing it.
2: <laughs> I feel like understanding is really important too. So maybe if they could just like drill a hole and send a little thing through. Yeah. Camera. Can't yeah. you dig in
1: from another angle? Surely like, you know, there's not just from one way, like you could go around.
2: Yeah. Just go
0: underneath.
1: Yeah. Just like, why not go down and then up?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a civil engineer in Egypt. I don't know. I don't know. Alright, cool. So yeah. Let's start from say your beginnings in the occult. Yeah, okay. So my beginnings in the
2: occult were kind of um they were both a so like the occult is everywhere, right? And like you watch movies, you read stories, and there's there's always like this like themes that like really get you and they they add meaning and value to the stories, and then you're just like yeah, true. And then you kind of relate those to your life and then you're like, oh, fuck, this is magic. And then so the way I got into it first, it was like Gwen and her, She's always we've always sort of talked about this. We've always sort of been open to. Like a
1: loose interest.
2: Yeah. Loose I had a interest very hippie mum. Magic and stuff. Open-minded individuals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, we were sort of in a bit of a strange spot with our apartment.
0: Oh, okay. And yeah, where uh, we, we lived. Yeah.
2: Financially, we weren't doing too well. And I just sort of started reading more into the occult and magic. And you hear these stories of like, um, like magicians and stuff gaining knowledge from working with these entities. And I was just like, fuck it. I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to try it. And so, um, That story I was telling you before, that sort of kicked off this, like, tidal wave of, um, yeah, really oddly convenient events. And so we were trying to get out of debt and stuff. And um, so I, I picked up The Lesser Key of Solomon, which it was the version that Alistair Crowley and McGregor Mathers wrote together but it's a much older text. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this ritual and ask for knowledge on finances and to very clearly see opportunities and
1: guidance and help making the right decisions to get out of that hole.
2: Exactly. And that was I would say that request was pretty fair cuz it's only
0: asking for wisdom to
2: to improve your improve own improve life. To and I still try to be
0: modest and... that. <laughs> Like, um, well, restrained in your requests?
2: Yeah, because, like, intention is really important, okay. you know?
1: I feel like, I just want stuff because I want to be rich and powerful and I want to fuck people over just because. It's yeah. not really going to work out. It yeah,
2: well,
1: It's more like, you, you want to be able to, to actually better yourself, I think, a lot of the time. Or not necessarily better yourself, but show that you want to achieve a goal. And you're not trying to Because remember,
0: just, everyone... The mainstream, you don't want something
1: handed to you.
0: The mainstream idea would be anyone that looking in the mainstream idea would be this is all for nefarious like yeah exactly exactly but
2: like um essentially you're just trying to become the perfect version of yourself yeah by eliminating different aspects or different needs in your life you know financial yeah get rid of that you're you don't have to worry about that you can work on personality or growth or dealing with trauma and stuff um yeah, so that first request was was that. And so I started drawing that magic circle. And in doing so, I was understanding more about the process and why they did all those things. And, like, the circle represents your place as master in the universe. Uh, so can you take us through that process? The, yeah, yeah, that sure. process? Sure. Um, and so, like, what I did was I bought this giant piece of black canvas, two meters, two meters. And then I started drawing this circle with just like white uh, cloth paint. And yeah, while doing so, it took me about a month to do. Uh, While I was doing that, I just kept reading more and more what it means. And yeah, so eventually, like essentially you're drawing a picture of um, like a picture that represents the universe that you've made around yourself. You know your your life, your your house, your finances, like your friends, everything Health. that's important to you yeah. is represented here. And you're obviously the master of it. You're in the center. You're controlling your own life, essentially.
0: Uh, look, I'm a big believer in destiny is not pre-written. Yeah, like, you are the contri- You control where you're going <laughs> within your environment.
2: Exactly. So. I mean by definition you're a magician. You're not relying on something else to control that destiny for you.
0: No. Yeah. You obviously have outside elements and interference, but it's within your control to make the next move. You can't just wait for something to Exactly. And that's one
1: of the biggest things that a lot of these practices <clears throat> actually taught me was like I can actually say no to people and I can actually like <clears throat> make my own you know decisions like if I don't like the position that I'm in. Just because it's difficult, or just because it's going to be uncomfortable, doesn't necessarily mean I can change it. Like, I'm, I'm if I'm if I'm not changing it because I'm afraid of one or two aspects, I'm still choosing to be uncomfortable just because I'm afraid of going through a little bit of discomfort. Do you know what I mean? No, no, hundred percent. Yeah, and mm. <clears throat> like I used a lot of those same. Like, I'm not meaning to like cut you off or no, anything no, no, like that. Like... <laughs> but those same practices that you kind of taught me that I, because I, I, I it started working for him, and I already had some interest in other areas i'd say some of the more low magic side of doing little like magic ritual things or you know terror readings this and that whatever um but i really started looking at like i at, at, at actually putting effort into changing things when i was unhappy like i didn't like living with his with his parents so i decided fuck it like yeah i i like decided to ask to live with a friend for a while and then when I didn't want to live there, I moved in with some family. Yeah. And, like, and, and then like, we
2: decided to the, find a place together. But it was... Like once you make the decision and actually act on it, yeah. everything just falls into
0: place
1: I feel like really when you, well. you show a little bit of initiative to the universe... It's in a so set.
0: strange that you're saying this, man. Because like after I left the job in 2019, after I left the job that I'd been in for like nine years, that essentially was, wasn't fulfilling or satisfying. Yep. I bounced around and my first job after that, pay seemed okay, similar conditions of what I was used to doing. My first day, I walked in the... After I'd been off work for like two, three months. So my Mm. first day, I walk in and I'm like, you people are ridiculous. Like, this is a joke. Like, you're the supervisor? You've got no idea what you're doing. Yeah. I was looking around like, I'm not going to last here. Yeah, yeah. So I got an offer from a job agency for another job. And they said, look, we're going to put you up for this because we reckon you're going to get it. Like, your, your, your credentials will allow us to employ someone in this position. So... We're approaching you for it. I'm like, okay. This was in like within three days Yeah, of me saying, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to stay here. Yeah. I get a call. I go do this interview. I get the job. Fine. Sweet. Go to this new warehouse. My first day, dude that's like supervising me is like off the rails. He's got no idea what he's doing. He's just arrogant. This, this and that. And I was like, this is not going to end well. Yeah. I lasted a month. Then I got out of there and got put behind a desk for the first Mm. time ever. Yeah. Just because yeah. I kept it open, like, yeah,
2: none. yeah, yeah. It's I'm like, like this isn't produce. good enough.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you're you're just like,
2: yep, I need yeah. something else. Choosing and to not
1: be uncomfortable, yeah, is actually a really hard thing. But I feel like you it reward you actually get rewarded a lot when you're like, I'm not going to settle for this. And like, I feel like a lot of people could say, well, that's not magic at all. Like, you're just deciding to fix things for yourself, and you're fixing them. But I feel like using some of the the more magic elements. And even doing, like, some small little rituals for myself where, you know, like, I'm, I'm setting up some stuff on an altar and, like, lighting some candles that represent certain things and this and that. Like, that's just a way to channel my intention. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's just a way to help it, channel yeah. and guide yeah. your own intentions for yourself. And to uh, I feel like manifesting is a very popular word at the moment. Yeah. People have kind of like visual boards, yeah. man. Mm. And it's it's yeah. basically, you know, in the simplest sense, just manifesting.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to that circle thing that you were drawing. Yeah. Yes. So um <laughs> sorry. I'm just on <laughs> all lose track of it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So you know the story that I told you, right? Yeah, when yeah. I saw you uh,
0: yeah. a couple of weeks ago. When, when yeah. was it? thing? It was Halloween. Halloween. Two, yeah, 2. We yeah, were so on two the weeks 15th? Ago. Yeah, three. yeah, Yeah. Your place um, looks sick, by the way. Yeah, Thank
1: you. <laughs> um, I put a lot of effort into those decorations.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it killed me when I walked through the door, and then when I saw your Power Ranger boots, I was like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's the yeah. shit. <clears throat> those are the shit. Yeah. Right. Sorry, the board. Um,
2: yeah, so um, back then, uh, Gwen was working at Macca's, and I would stay up late to go pick her up after a shift, um, 2 a.m., yeah. finishes sort of thing
0: i know because i'd be getting back from the gym and i'd yeah. see you guys downstairs i'm like what the hell are they going down <laughs> yeah. now yeah exactly so and um i yeah.
2: was oh, so bad and so it took me about a month to draw this circle and as i was doing so all these strange things were like started happening and
0: like just just for con uh, not context but just for visual reference this circle is just a white circle on a black canvas
2: uh, with, yes.
0: Yep. Yes. And then with stuff
2: on the got, inside. Like, kind of um, I think you've checked out my Instagram. There is actually I think a, I added, actual, added it, but I don't
0: know if I went through there's it.
2: There's an actual photo of it.
0: Yeah. There. Um, there's
1: like text in it and stuff like that. There's text in mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've done the circle and then you've started adding shit to it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of what it looks like.
2: Okay. So symbols. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. So that's specific for the operation. Um, Yep. Yeah, so there's yeah, there's symbols, there's text, there's like names of gods and stuff around it and stuff. Um and as I was drawing it, yeah, cuz it took me a month. Um I was getting these really strange dreams and I was really um so like I met Stanley. Oh, um, really? Yeah, at, uh, I think it was like um oh, Comic-Con or what something. Was he like in person? He was he was great. Yeah. He was fantastic.
0: He always came across as like this really just um just a warm sort of Oh, he figure, was. You know absolutely. I mean? Approachable. Yeah,
2: he absolutely was. And um, so I've got this photo of me and Stan Lee, and I started getting these really strange dreams. And I don't usually dream. Um, and so in this dream, I walked out onto our balcony, and I saw Stan Lee, but he was standing outside of the balcony, you know, just floating there. <laughs> Okay. And it was—it's weird because it felt like there was this creature who was trying to pick things that I knew or related with to, to kind of know, connect with you. Yeah, exactly. And then so I kept having like weird, strange dreams like that. I would sit on the couch and just wait, just watch TV, wait for Gwen to finish, and then I'd see like shadows and like things peeking out from our booths. We had like diner fifties diner booths. In the apartment. And then that one day, that one day I saw this little creature run from the bedroom through the hallway to the other bedroom to where I was I'm drawing. I'm picturing
0: my apartment because yeah. yours was exactly the same. Exactly the same, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Where I was drawing the circle. And that room was completely empty. The magic circle was there, almost almost finished. And I saw this creature and like I ran up behind it. I was like, what the fuck are you doing in my apartment?
0: And like... Can you describe this creature?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. So, okay. it turned around, and I I remember it was wearing this, like, sort of, like, maroon, like, that colour over there, this maroon the ju- bag, yeah, dark yeah. Maroon jumpsuit, and it turned around, and it looked at me, and it looked like it was about to cry, like, it was so terrified, and it didn't expect me to see it, and, like, um... You're, like, lucid, yeah? Like, you're not... Completely lucid. I'm, like, lucid dreaming, everything. <clears throat> Um, and, uh, yeah, so it just had like human features, but really mild, just like soft, like, I don't know, like halfway modeled in a 3d modeling program sort of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. And it just, that's, that's all I remember from that. And young, old, I don't know. It was, it was sort of like a meter tall. It, It would be. Some people would call it like an alien, you know, like a little gray alien, sort Did it of thing. feel
0: okay let me ask you a question, dude, when you ran in, did it feel like you know when you're standing next to someone, you can feel their energy, you can feel yeah. them breathe, yeah, absolutely,
2: okay. you could feel it like terrified, yeah this thing was really scared, and just surprised that I saw it um so i I feel like this thing was just curious or whatever, but um, that was really sort of what was like shocking to me like startling i was like okay there's something here that i'm doing right um and this is weird so i just kind of kept up with it i kept up with it and like well we haven't really had anything else strange like that level of strange since But then
0: what started changing like with your
2: outlook
1: well as you completed the ritual yeah um our financial – like, there was definitely – I'd say your outlook on things definitely re- really shifted and changed quite rapidly. Oh,
0: really shifted.
1: And some aspects of your personality as well, Yeah, I'd say. he
0: speaks German now. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: That's true. For
1: the, for the better. Um, And we – like, a lot of the financial issues that we were having, like, at least on his side,
2: Yeah, just um, rapidly changed. Oh, it was so crazy. It's just like, um, we ended up getting – like approved for refinancing like straight away. Like the process was super easy, super easy. easy. And like prior to that, we'd had to jump through so many
0: hoops. I've I've been through that process. I know. Yeah, Yeah. And
2: it's so strange when the timing of everything just seems to work out exactly. And then a day of settlement or whatever, something, Mm. the next process just starts. And so we ended up like moving out of that place because we got our finances just ended up streamlining so well and like it's kind of difficult to to describe because everything is so mundane and you are just like opportunities pop up and they're too good not to take
1: i feel um, like our a lot of things just shifted really yeah. really quickly and easily and i mean i started doing some stuff as well for myself just to improve mental and physical health like my general life well-being and figuring out myself and my place and everything, because I was feeling very lost for a really long time.
0: Man, a lot um, of people get a lost. Yeah, they're just especially in your,
1: Yeah, especially in your 20s. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it just kind of really helped me. I really started actually looking at a lot of childhood stuff and settling a bunch of childhood traumas and this and that, and... I got myself out of situations that, like I, I, like I said, I hated living with his parents and stuff. Like, no hate on them. It just didn't work out.
0: I have a lot of family and friends that I'd love to death, but yeah, i would never live with them. Yeah. Ever. And I,
1: I changed and shifted everything that I didn't like for myself. And I found when I did that, the universe, in a sense, felt like it was a little bit kinder to me. Like, whenever I've actually put effort into shifting something, like, I'm not happy with this. I don't have I like, oh, I don't feel like I can do this unless I've got money. I don't feel like I do can do this unless I've got this. If I just do it, it sorts itself out, kind of thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was worried about signing up for a gym and being able to afford it, and like I. But I just did it anyway because I wanted to improve my, you know, physical health and actually have some energy to get out and do things. And then like suddenly, like that's not really an issue.
0: Okay, so contrary, <laughs> <And> like- <laughs> so contrary to like I said, contrary to popular belief. Anything, all this occult sort of activity is based on positive reinforcement and yep. projecting that. Kind of, yeah. And manifesting it. Uh,
2: so in a yeah, sense. In a there sense, There definitely
0: yeah. be some
1: shitty elements. Well,
0: that's what I was going to say. So why is it that everyone's so hung up on staying away from this sort of shit? I, I,
2: a lot of that is really because of the way, um, let's say, uh, American Christianity sort of changed the landscape for um, theology and stuff. Because they were very hard- hard nosed into well that's stuff what I mean though, it, like
0: my understanding of the occult is that it it operates independently of religion and science and yes things like yeah, that. so then where is the like the cross channel because so, look i'll give you an, I'll give yeah, you an example yeah, yeah? great like I' obviously been brought up in a Greek sort of a Greek environment mm-hmm. you get these old ass Greeks that are like fundamentally religious and conveniently religious when it suits them yeah. right or. Fashionably religious at Easter. Um, can I just ask Orthodox? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but at the same time, they'll charge their neighbour to like read their coffee cup and like all the typical shit you associate with like black magic and the cult shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I'm like, these contradict each other. Like, Uh maybe not because, but like so, in 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 their religious beliefs, yes. it contradicts. It's, it's it's a that's yeah that's what, what no
2: they go that's what they think. But like like you'll actually find that Christianity is essentially magic it's <laughs> it's ceremonial magic they're course, going well, through a ceremony but, but that's like, what i mean the they're position worshiping is worshiping
1: like this one really it, low it's a god
2: <laughs> yeah it's a
0: different deity my friend like I, yeah. I bring this up all the time it is yeah but um so so then where does the occult fit into like that conversation well the ancient
2: world was uh really like magic and christianity went hand in hand you yep. know like, um, John Dee worked for Queen, um, uh, was it Elizabeth I? Mm-hmm. I, got no, I? I think so. This yeah, is yeah. your
0: territory. I got no um, idea.
2: He was her astrologer. And, yeah. um, I mean, she was so fundamentally Christian, you know, like, everything was there. There was, like, witch hunts and stuff. It was all that. And that was all run by, like, the church. Yeah. Um, but they were also operating... You know, they had the Malleus Maleficarum, which is like a witch hunter's like book.
1: I just, if I could add, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of organized religions, especially like Christianity and stuff like that, have kind of purposefully guided people uh, away from a lot of magic practices, so that they feel like everything is in the hands of this god that these things aren't in their control they need to pray to this god and that's that's where i feel like a lot of that separation comes from of trying to make people afraid of yeah. doing these things because like at the end of the day it's it's not like yeah you can you can do rituals and this and that but it's all really about intent yeah. and they they'll 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 take those things and make it out to be like something really scary and, oh, you're summoning demons that are going to murder people. and yeah. you know, like, but they, It's it's just to make people scared and so they don't have an understanding.
0: See, what irritates me is when people that are fundamentally religious try and tell me that, you know, you pray and you get your solutions. You pray and you'll be looked after, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. dude, by praying, just manifest it yourself. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. even then you could
1: pray for something, but you're so set on God sorting it out for you that you don't notice the universe actually sending you things to help, and you're like, no, I don't need those because I'll be helped. Yeah, and like those, exactly. that is the help, but, like, you dumb bitch. You, you <laughs> Like, <laughs> you,
2: know, you, you go to a you go to a priest, dumb and the bitch. priest does the ritual for you. Yeah, he's the magician. You know, yeah. it's the same
0: thing. Why go to a priest to get blessed? Why don't you just do it yourself? Yeah, and yeah. get moving. Exactly, oh, and, I like, agree hundred like, percent on that.
2: You can you can actually learn more from stories than anything else because these stories are really just like the human experience and there's magic all over it i don't know if you've ever read like the arabian nights and stuff and like that is so Mm occult it's like you know aladdin and all the all that stuff they're all just like really good entertaining stories but there's a lot of like ancient knowledge in there It, it crosses over with like islam and christianity and everything and it's it's just how people lived
0: side by side with
2: magic. You know, you can see it in stories much more than anything else. Okay, so I
0: want to get to two things. Yeah, A, what was on that board that you were manifesting for that month period? And two, what you've got on your little, um, what'd you say? The candles and... No, I've got I mean, like a little altar. The altar. Yeah. So I need two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah I need okay. the, What was on the actual board?
2: So um, the operation I was doing was from the Lesser Key of Solomon. It's a real sort of like magic thing, and I was doing that to contact a um a demon called boon, yeah, which is for like wealth and knowledge of wealth and and stuff and yeah so i I did that ritual, and everything ended up right financially life. okay, so then that no longer became a worry, and I could move on to the next sort of
0: phase. Yeah, phase. Yeah, um,
2: but that is it's sort of like hermetic magic, which is Jewish, Kabbalah, and ancient Egyptian, and Greek all sort of mashed together.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I know yeah, that's, that's when you one, start down one the thing. Hole. I'm gonna see if I can find it now. Do it. What's on your altar? You, um, you for
1: me, like I, because I, I like doing a lot of like low magic kind of practices. I like doing, I, I like some of the little spell kind of things. So I, I've got for me at the moment, I've just got uh, an area that represents. Um, there's some candles across there that represent like stars, sun, and moon. And I've got some candles that go across the front that represent the elements like earth, mm-hmm. air, water, fire. And then I've got two sections on each side that, um, kind of represent body and mind. And then I I put stuff for like intention within both of those. I've got candles currently in the middle of each that I've been lighting like semi-regularly. And I spend a little bit of time just focusing, focusing my, my intentions and what I'm wanting. And for this past month, it's been energy. It's been motivation. It's just been sorting shit out so that I feel like I can actually fucking function and since i've been doing that like just this last month like i found like it was the moment i started being like hey i just i just want some energy so i just want some motivation. yeah rather than feeling flat yeah i want to feel yeah so energy. i can i can get a bit of energy i want a new direction i feel stale but i i fully intend to you know i, I want to do well i want to grow i just i'm feeling kind of lost i don't know the direction i should take but man give me some fucking energy you know <laughs> that that kind of thing um and almost straight away when well, i never really would have just decided to look up if there were like some gym challenges and then i found there was one going on at fernwood and that got me interested in going and now i don't even give a shit about the challenge i just want to go to the gym yeah and i've just been i suddenly have found that when i feel shit like i just I just want to go to the gym and, like, work out instead of, you know, yeah, doing something like less progressive, like, just yeah, sitting and, and smoking weed all day or something. now you find
2: yourself, like, out of the house. And yeah, with find the myself getting out more, do have energy, like, actually. What you need to.
1: Yeah, focused to achieve goals.
0: What I want to ask is, you mentioned, like, the Boon, right? Yeah. Who's a deity of wealth and yeah. fortune and whatever it was. Now, that reminds me, automatically just drummed up Saiyan, like, the Chinese uh the deity of oh, yeah. wealth and fortune. Yeah. How does that correlate with like Boon as in It's it's almost the same, you can say really. The same like being. they're really
2: the same. So they're the same being. In a sense. Yeah, in a sense. There's a there's a lot of um so I mostly concentrate on the western mystic traditions. Yeah.
0: Do you ever cross over the East?
2: Not really. I just haven't read into it, don't really understand it quite as much.
0: But um, do people in your sort of group,
1: yeah, people study. They stuff absolutely. From all do. That's what I'm
0: saying. Absolutely like, do. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've been moving on from more of the Western, like the well, not Western. Uh, it's still Western, um, but more of the some of the stuff that we've just been talking about. I finally started like just learning how to do like just like some little rune readings and stuff instead, and more like Nordic. Nordic magic. <laughs> yeah. I I've, I've just been interested in looking into that.
0: So yeah. they all exist in the same universe, or do you have to follow guidelines? See, like that's where you get back into philosophy, and
2: that's yeah. where you get into high magic because it's not—it's no longer about getting stuff done. It's more about your place in the universe, and uh, like there's these um, this group called the Gnostics who they came up with a philosophy where. Everything is. Um, I mean, it's also called like perennial philosophy, where everything is part of this large energy force, like Star Wars, where um, like Star Wars, like exactly, Use the force, Luke, exactly that. <laughs> it's like a it, that is the perennial philosophy, yeah. where everything's sort of like bound together, and so essentially everything is the same or like part of the same energy. So by that logic, boon is the same as, um, yeah, the Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just more like the, um, tapping into that element, like what it represents, what it means to you.
0: See, like religion, such a, like a, what's a word I can use to describe it? I kind of, you try and discuss it and then you start bringing in philosophy and people can't separate the two or aren't interested in one or the other. It's yeah, just, yeah. It does your head in. It really does, yeah. It's like...
1: It can you, be confusing.
0: It's not even just confusing. Like, I think... Maybe it's because of where we live. Yeah, Melbourne's so diverse and... Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. as, as diverse as it is, people are still close minded
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. It's
2: diverse, but... See, like, if you go to, say, Amsterdam... Um, That is, everyone's so open with, like, your different philosophies and they're willing to accept and discuss it. See, that's the thing. People
0: are willing to, people are willing to uh, cohabitate, like, with different ideas, Yeah, yeah. but they won't actually openly discuss them. Mm -hmm. And when I try and pull people to the table to discuss whatever their philosophy is, they're not willing to do so in a... A, a manner where you can actually just have a conversation. Yeah, and
2: that's, I think that Does that
0: does make sense? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. To, and to a point, that's where I think the
2: sort of like American Christianity comes back in because it was so divisive and like it was so hard edged because obviously like at the time um, you know well, early 1900s when they were doing all those revivals and stuff um, they really wanted a lot of it was kind of scammy. They wanted people's money and promising oh, all, all this stuff. All the stuff. way through
0: the sixties and seventies, man. Every televangelist that came out, exactly, just a grifter. Mm-hmm.
2: And then, <laughs> and so they really needed people to be closed off from anything else, because that would be a potential source of income for them. Yeah, hundred percent taken away. Whereas, like, I mean, you know, the ancient world they would be open and they would discuss it. Whereas, like, so hermeticism is Greek and egyptian magic together because the greeks came in um alexander the great and stuff to egypt and they shared their culture and yeah, that's where they I always
0: say that about alexander he was progressive to the point where one thing that used to cause splashback was the fact that he'd go into different territories even if it was first he'd go in peace and be like this is what we do what do you do mm. And he started adopting, like, Persian garb. Exactly. And he was getting knocked back. Like, you exactly. can't be doing that. It's like, why not? Like, why not? And why not? Like,
1: can we share stuff? Yeah. And
0: that's why we have Hermetic
2: magic, which is, yeah, very Egyptian, very Greek. And they realized that
0: a lot of their gods were
2: the same. Yeah. And just different names, you know? Yeah.
0: But, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's still deity invoking deities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is it like... How big, what kind of plethora of deities are we talking here? Like, what number uh, would you have to draw on? I don't know,
2: infinite, but I, I guess for them it would just be, like, the number that they can reference, and even then they added and subtracted as they felt the need to. You've got all your Egyptian deities, but then you've got Zeus and his family as well, and then you've got all the Norse ones who are also mm. almost the same.
1: I feel it's like there's like a there's kind of like any any aspect of the human experience you could put into a deity in a sense. Yeah, you know, there's there's like usually goddesses of love and fertility.
0: But that was the whole point that they were personified to a point where they were capricious and human in Mm. like, like characteristics.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that's where a lot of people focus like on the wrong thing where it should be more about the human experience. Like, Hey, this was just like you, you're, you're a person and you experience this. You might go through what say, um, you might go through what Diana went through. Diana as in Artemis. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Roman and
0: Greek. Yeah. Um, Artemis is actually, dude, it's, it's a name. I always said if I had a daughter, I would name her Artemis. Yeah. Like, you look at the history and the folklore behind it, it's, like, the strongest fucking female on the yeah, planet. Yeah, the Huntress you know I mean? and
2: stuff, and, like, she got jealous when, um... Oh, I forgot. Uh, but, like, um... F- fuck, man. I'm back <coughs> in Greek school. I'm four you Yeah. Grade four right now. Exactly. Fuck. But See, like, all those stories, there's so much in it about the human experience, and really magic is about the human experience and how you can um sort of quantify that into something that you can pass on.
1: Do you know much about, like, Warhammer 40k?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not really, no. Uh, Well,
1: I I just, an an, an analogy that I feel like simplifies it a lot is, like, there's orcs in Warhammer 40k, and they're really fucking dumb. And they don't realize that they have the, like, whatever they believe just comes true. And, like, they actually could have the – they have the power to just do literally anything and they don't realize it. Their ships shouldn't work, but they do because they think they will.
2: Yeah, exactly. like Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: ships, like, they, they really just – they shouldn't work, but they do because they think that they will. They just and they're them, just too it. dumb to realize that they actually can just manifest whatever the fuck they so want. So, a
0: vision board is essentially a form of magic in yep. itself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
1: feel like humans just – it's, like – Gods and stuff like that don't necessarily exist as beings. We we make them exist by giving them that energy and power. And then so if you believe in this one God or whatever, you know, like you can get, you, you can do like rituals for them or to call on them, whatever. But yeah. you're really, you're calling on your own strength and belief in them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. So that's, that's kind of.
2: Yeah. One, one really interesting, um, a writer, his name is Grant Morrison. I don't know. You probably know his work. Um, he's a comic book writer. Okay. He did, um, so he did Crisis on Infinite Earths from DC, like the big crossover. Um, he's done so many things, but he's a, a magician very openly. So, and he is a lot more like chaos magic. But he says that, like, you know, you can substitute, like, deities for superheroes that represent the same thing for you. And I suppose that's a really good way of looking at it. So it's the just about ancient channeling, world and now. It's just channeling the energies,
1: yeah, elements of the human experience, of
2: whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. And Pretty much. To? So magic can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. And if you can learn something from Star Wars, that's a magic book for you or like a magic set of movies for you
1: like it's like if somebody put a lot of value into and really enjoyed doing all of the the proper symbols and calling upon ancient gods and this and that that works for them but like you could still be like hey I, I want to you know just I, I you could for me like I don't I don't visualize things as gods more as just energies like I, I look at it, I think we, we look at it in the same kind of way, but in a very different way, like yeah. how we like to approach it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I'm just, yeah, I just kind of think of, yeah, just, I don't, I don't even, not like anything with a physical body, just like something that embodies the vibe of what I want, you know? <clears throat> yeah, <it's> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, a good speaker. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fine. It's just, I'm seeing all this and for me, it just sounds like positive reinforcement. Yes. Yeah.
1: In a sense. In a sense. sense. It's it's actually way more boring and less magic than it sounds.
0: Totally. That's what I guess we're trying to say is
1: like you can approach it in a really magic, like, you know, really. You can
2: make it really interesting and (laughs) and draw all this stuff and do this ceremonies and stuff that worked for a lot of people in ancient times or as close as the 1900s. Or you can just.
1: Because that was their understanding of it then. Yeah. And that's how they,
2: you know. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, but like. 2020. As soon as that hit, Instagram blew up with all these like, like people trying magic and like, you know, you, that's where you get the term the Instagram witch. Yeah, a lot of people were actually finding they had time to reflect
0: on their experience. Most people were baking bread and um, yeah. trying yeah. to get
1: into hobbies and things. That <clears throat> yeah, and feel like building their own
0: furniture that they'd never go back to ever again. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I yeah, feel true. like 2020 was just. There were people that used it wisely, and the people yeah. that just wasted too much fucking time on. Yeah,
2: it's, it's you know. that's true, absolutely. But it, um, <laughs> one interesting thing, though, is there was a astrological alignment which in twenty twenty uh, in twenty twenty one December thirty first. Um, some people call it like the Grand Conjunction. Some people call it the start of the Age of Aquarius. Yeah, um, where all of the planets aligned. Together, I've it as an Aquarius in
0: Aquarius. They had all these timelines from across the world that were saying 2020 was the end of yeah. the age, yeah, and just the last, which people age. Interp- misinterpreted as the end of the world, yeah, when it wasn't. It was just no, the it was beginning wasn't. of a new age, yeah, the, the end next of the age of cycle. Pisces, yeah, exactly, yeah, the next yeah. cycle. And like, I don't know if you know, but like, like
2: things feel different, right? Like, just. In general, I, the world feels very different to what it was previously. People are
1: more, are working more. Like, I've noticed people saying no in jobs more and being, nah, fuck you, man. I'm worth more than that. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else. People well, not willing to take shit from their employers. People. I changed, dude. I changed, yeah. I've
0: changed jobs three times in the last three years. Exactly. And yes. I've, I stayed in the same job for nine before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's getting a,
2: more creative. That's a very different aspect to where the planets were prior to that. Dude, working from home. Yeah. Right? That was never a thing
0: exactly. before twenty twenty. Exactly. It was very rare if someone said to you, Oh, I can do my job from home, it's like what are you talking about? Yeah, unless like,
1: you were like a makeup artist. Unless or you some had shit yeah, or some sort of craft that yeah. you did
0: specifically from home, like mm-hmm. a hairdresser working out of a house. Yeah. But now everyone works from home. Exactly. It's like unless okay, unless you work in a physical
2: field a where wig. you need yeah. textiles a- or something And Thank the God whole world feels different now.
0: You know. <laughs> It's actually weird that you say that because I was like I was out the other night and I just remember walking down Swan Street in this, in Richmond and it just felt like a vibe was just different. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. More people out than I've ever seen. Yeah, more people. And like just, I
2: feel like people are kind of friendlier these days than they were before.
0: Yeah,
1: more
2: awkward. <laughs> <Do you reckon laughs> that-
1: I feel like there's a lot more people that after during COVID got more of an understanding on some mental health stuff that they might not have understood before and they they really yeah. struggled with with being inside all the time. And they, they understood some people that had some of those issues after with leaving the house after a period of depression and this. And I feel like people have been kinder to me with some of that. Cause I used to have issues with leaving the house before COVID. Yeah. And I've actually. Are you talking now about just it, like
0: agoraphobia? Or yeah, talking, kind yeah. of. And
1: it didn't, it, it didn't, no one ever plans for that to happen. You fall into it. Yeah. And like, I feel like when I tried to get back into living and functioning, before COVID hit, people were less understanding of the expe- some of the expectations they put on me. They didn't get how low my energy levels were because I had just been inside all the fucking time. And then after that, like, I could say to someone, sorry, like, uh, you know, lockdowns, this and that. I've just kind of forgotten how to people. Sorry if I seem a bit awkward. Sorry. Like they're like, oh, yeah, like, I had the same issues. Like, they just all get got it more. They've
2: frame of reference. Yeah. yeah.
1: They have a frame of reference for how, how difficult that kind of shit is a little bit more. So I feel like there's more people understanding towards just some mental health stuff.
0: Yeah, it was like a big reset, a social reset for a lot of people. Yeah. 100%. So the last time that
2: these sort of, like, planets were in Aquarius, I believe... Was the start of World War One,
0: mm.
2: which right. was a very huge sort of like
0: shift—old world, new world shift. Yeah, because there were there were people in World War One that were still on horses and cavalry and yeah. shields. Exactly, you had knights in armor on. on you like, still had like guns. guns. Wag, mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: wagons and guns and stuff. But now, and then you started seeing tanks and stuff. Like yeah, we, first it was a different reset. chemical
0: warfare weapons and semi-automatic rifles and yeah. things, which never existed. Whereas mm-hmm. now
2: we've got like the internet, and we had like the complete stand- standstill that was COVID and stuff.
0: You know what's crazy? When I was um, where was I? Uh, I think it was in, was I at the shops around the corner. I can't, I was just waiting for something, like something was getting made or coffee or something. And I just turned around, everyone I looked outside to at had a phone in their hands. Yeah. Everyone, for like yeah. a good 40 seconds. I was just like curious because I read – I saw something on the net the other day saying in three hundred in 100 years or whatever, we're going to evolve – humans will probably evolve to a point where we're hunched over. We'll have like a claw for a hand because of a constant <laughs> evolving devices. Yeah, yeah. And like our brain have will you, slope, you know. Have you seen how like your
2: pinky finger now, for younger people, their pinky fingers are now a little bit lower? Really? Or they naturally –
1: so they, Go should, lower space, because they, they hold should space the out evenly, but your pinky finger actually usually – see how it, it like it, – there's a bigger gap. Yeah. And it's from curving the pinky finger around a phone. <laughs> to hold a phone. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But I, I, I mean, that's that's hands. evolution <laughs> just right
0: there. <laughs> it is. Well, we've had – I was saying it to someone the other day. I got my first social media account, my Facey account, which isn't the first social media account. I had MSN Messenger. Yeah. That was yeah. social media. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <clears throat> But Facey, I specifically got when I went to Southeast Asia in 20, 2008 over 2009. Oh, yeah. Because it was an easy way to keep tabs of everyone we're traveling with.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, oh, get Facebook because, you know, you can just message easily. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, so... <laughs> What's wrong with MySpace? <laughs> yeah, it dude. But MySpace <laughs> got side man. It oh, should have totally. been what it should have been. And yeah, then yeah. people thought, hey, I can be famous What's on that? this. Yeah. You're not famous. But yeah. <laughs> like, But yeah. And I was thinking about it. So, Facey, like, originally blew up in, like, 06, 07, 08. 08 was when it really started. Yeah, Do yeah, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah.
1: yeah. I remember the shift. I, I, I had a MySpace when I was a young teen. Yeah. When I was, like, 12, 13. And then by the time I was 14, that shit was Facebook.
0: Exactly. Because so I remember someone in 2010 asking me to help them set up a MySpace for their music. And I said, forget MySpace, dude. It's dead. Yeah, oh, yeah. get on Facey, create <clears> an account. Yeah. That's what I said to them then. So, we've been in... Over a decade of social media right now, everything is transformed. Oh, totally. It's a different world. Everything. My auntie, who's in her late 70s, is on Facebook. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the next two generations, like that's 20 years, like, you know, 12 years of just that. So that means there's generations now that don't know a world without smartphones, without Facey, without TikTok. Yeah. All this sort of shit. Exactly. Musk has self-sabotaged Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah we were just right. talking about that if that crashes and goes what replaces it
1: Yeah exactly. I don't use Twitter anyway to be honest yeah?
0: No neither like, do I Like
1: do people use Twitter like I honestly I feel oh,
0: yeah.
2: I,
1: I don't know I feel like I think it's, it's supposed to be like the it place for the kids these days, but I just, kids? I've never signed up. Like I never got a Twitter. The really youngest it, one in the
0: room, dude. Yeah, I'm 25, but I never signed up for Twitter. <laughs> I, I never cute. signed up
1: for Twitter when it came out. No, it's just, apparently it's very popular amongst like actual teenagers and shit, right? Like that's yeah, the place and, and Instagram, but it's Instagram's a good source for news
0: as well. Current news yeah. that just comes out. But it's all, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you weed it. You but weed it
1: I, I just never was interested in it. Like, it just didn't get my attention for some reason. Yeah. Um, and, like, I ended up getting onto Instagram, like, late as fuck. Like, I, it was already dying by the time I figured out how <laughs> how, how it works. I, I ended up on just Facebook for ages.
0: You know what it, kills me is Instagram now has got subscriptions, right? So you yeah. can subscribe to services through Instagram accounts. Yeah. Which essentially is what only fans provided. mm yeah, you start vetoing that all your Instagram models are now going to be just selling subscriptions to their yeah. shit mm. slowly slowly everything gets monetized until oh, yeah. it dies yeah. <clears throat> yeah. it'll get monetized and then someone will say oh you can't put that on there or like YouTube you know like consistently getting demonetized because it's not free speech yep. mm. you know whatever it's just the next mm. the yeah. next fucking horse will keep coming in just to carry it on to the next level yeah mm. the next cycle